Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day And we're live as Holly continues to fail to pull back a Nerf gun. <laughs> no, I got go. it. There I got go. it. Okay, there. <laughs> Do I load it like this? Yes. You okay. Can. Now you push that thing Figured forward. Figured it out. Push that forward and just stand by. There. And now, <laughs> fail to shoot it. I'm just waiting to see if you try to shoot me. <laughs> And as we've got a mutually assured destruction situation over here. I just had this as an enforcement tool. Hello, everyone. Mutually assured destruction prevented World War III for several decades. It wasn't a good plan, but it worked. Is it so wrong that I enjoy Hungry Hungry Hippos? Yes. When you enjoy it so very loudly. (laughs) How else are you supposed to enjoy it except for aggressively and loudly? So that's William. He's in charge of. Yeah, uh, hi. <laughs> I'm William, and I am the storyteller, dungeon master for this World of Warcraft RPG Fifth Edition campaign. And joining me today, we have Stan. Hi, I'm Stan, and I'm trying to play. Austin, could you Josh. kindly adjust that camera slightly to the left? Slightly to the left. To the left. To the left. There's a spider over here too. Own in a box to the left. Yes. When we still there you go. right there. Okay, I'm gonna to try to play Josh. The uh, slightly down goblin is currently looking at the lights. Techno mystic. We should have adjusted this before we started. We should have. We should have. But right we're there. professionals. <laughs> we're professionals. Preparationals? No, we're not professionals. There's, professionals are very different people. Ever so slightly, just need to tip it down one more. Here. Well, uh, it's going to be yeah. difficult for you to yeah. do that and see what you're doing and right exactly. there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm... Right there. Put that up. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Zach. I'm a person. I'm Zach. I'm playing Leaf Ironmender, the half-orc tinker priest of the Holy Light. That's what I want. And Rudy. Hey, I'm Rudy. I'm playing Break Earth Whispers, uh, Torin Runemaster, and also Runemaster Knights. Uh, Rune Knight, and Rune. Austin, whose character's name I will reiterate is Jangatol. 
Hey guys, I'm Austin, and I'm playing the troll of the party. He is a hunter, he has Snack Friend. Snack Friend is a good friend to all, and he solves all of the team's wildlife survival issues. Could the two of you slide just ever so much to your right? Because your head is currently partly blocked by a mic. Oh, there you go. That, that would be me. No, it's Austin's head is blocked by a mic. Don't do that to your neck. <sighs> now your head is blocked by Snack Friend, but I feel like that's okay. That's yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> Uh, and Holly. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Shiana Flamecarver. She is an orc. She is... Sorry. She is an assassin orc rogue, and she is the sunshine and personality of the group. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> sunshine in the sense that s sitting around the sun too long will give you sunburn, and then possibly skin cancer. Shiana causes skin cancer? Yes. Definitely. If she could. If she could, she would. I mean, come on. Only two are enemies. Um, Don't get on my bad side. Which, which there are many. Most of the party. <laughs> I think mostly oh just Josh. <laughs> That's most of the party. When we left off. I. <laughs> when we left off, the group had returned to Ogrimmar after successfully assisting in bringing the... Dragon Maw clan back into the fold of the Horde. Uh, and in reward for their service, they were granted the option of having their selection of Stronghold to be chosen as their guild hall. Uh, and with a, with a variety of options uh, being prepared for them, they said that the, the potential options would be granted to them in a day or two uh, by... Atrig, by Etrig, uh, the counselor, one of the counselors to the war chief. Uh, and you had been given free reign to rest within the, the Broken Tusk uh, in the Valley of Strength until such time as your base was rendered ready and operational. Uh, and after an amount of shopping and exploring the city and conversations, awkward conversations with uh, family members. The group adjourned for the evening at the Shattered Tusk, I believe it was actually the name of it. Um, and we rejoined them the next morning as they are all well rested the next day. Anyone have anything they need to do in the morning? So we're back in Ogremar? Yep. Cool. Uh, the troll. Oh, it's a broken tusk. Okay, I was right the first time. <laughs> So I had those those lichens, right? Yes. On the rocks. How are they faring? They're doing all right. They can. They're pretty hardy. They can survive just about everywhere. All right. I'm gonna see if I can't make a little patch of lichens, and I'm gonna take some down into the that fiery flame death cave and see how the lichens handle that area. Okay. You. So I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I've got some more samples to take from. You know, so I've got several little rocks. I'm setting aside, letting them spread over a large rock somewhere, and then I'm, I'm taking a pebble down, a couple pebbles down with me. I'm going to see how do these things react to the heat. Uh, making sure to bring with me an amount of moisture, <laughs> like a water skin full. Yeah. So you gather up. Um, the lichens you've got and some rocks to place them on and some water and you head down into Hellfire Peninsula 
Not how far away, so that's, that's outland. Um, rage, rage Fire Chasm. Yeah, let's say it wouldn't be a peninsula if it's a cave. <laughs> rage Fire Chasm. Um, you head down into the depths of the Rage Fire um, and sort of bring these lichens with you. And almost immediately, because you are adjacent to lava flows, the heat and arid nature, while it could handle sort of the the arid desert heat, the sort of Badlands heat of Orgrimmar, especially when you cut them in shade, here the lava is actively drying out the lichens. I'm going to uh, pour some water not on them, but below them on a hot rock that will steam up and see how they react to the steam. The steam definitely helps, but you don't have enough water to keep them steamed. But do I get the impression that if this, if there was a sort of sauna environment that the, they would withstand the heat so long as there was sufficient moisture? Or as, long as, there was, as long as there was sufficient humidity, yeah, they would probably be able to withstand the heat. Okay. But the humidity would have, there would have to be a, would have to be like a, t- like, sauna level of steam or just a constant amount of moisture in the air? It would definitely have to be like, you imagine it would just need to be an amount of moisture in the air to survive, to thrive up in Orgrimmar, but down here in the Rage Fire, you would definitely need like a sauna going constantly. Okay. Alright. Head back up. So I, I really need those desert lichens that I had seen over in the wastes. Probably. Or a way to turn this down here into a sauna. But we discussed that already. It requires some digging. Yeah, kind of rough. We were trying to figure out a way to do a machine that would... Uh, yes, I remember the create water machine. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would require so much maintenance. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else have anything they need to do in the morning? Uh, I believe there was a guy who was carving lenses. Yes. Trying to get lenses and stuff. You want to head back to uh, the Forsaken Earth? Yeah. You'll meet up with Grimlark. So you, you head back to the Forsaken Earth in the Valley of, in the valley of Honor. Um, and you head back in. And once again... Oh, oh, hey, on one moment. And a few moments later, the... Undead dwarf greets you once more. This grimlark rot spine. Ah, Leaf, good to see you. Take it you're here for your lenses. Indeed, I am. I've got them right here. He says as he reaches over behind the countertop and pulls out a small case and sets it on the t- and sets it on the countertop and opens it up. And you can see there are these sort of finely crafted lenses of different materials. The three that you had requested. I said I'd look them over. <clears throat> good craftsmanship, Grimlock. I fancy myself something of a jewel cutter. Say, <laughs> I'm curious. You're fairly new, as far as this shop being here. So I heard. I, I uh, it was only just over a year ago that I had moved to Razor Hill, and since the cataclysm, I figured I'd move my shop up here. So it's been some time since I left Undercity. Because I was just wondering, um, if you have any, say, clan or guild affiliations around here, because we are our own little group that you met back in Razor Hill, we're forming something of a new guild. There's, it's not terribly far yet, but we're making good progress so far. 
I have no guild affiliations at the moment. Mostly I'm just saying because the, the kind of things that you sell, the kind of things you make, it's uh, definitely a place that I'll be frequenting, I imagine. Hmm. We don't really have much of the formal structure of it up yet, but just as a general question of interest. I might be interested. If you can have something to offer me, my business will likely stand well enough on its own, so if you can make it worth my while to join a guild, I might be willing to. Well, I'm certain having a decent team to be able to aid you with any reagents you might be able to acquire, help put some more uh, rare things in your shop. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm sure uh, when we can figure out the formalities of it later, but good to know at least, uh, good to at least uh, know that there's good talent out there that's interested. Oh, there's definitely interest, and I know your group. I'm, I appreciate all of you and your talents, so I wouldn't be averse to it. <clears throat> all right. Good to know. When we have a guild hall, hopefully things can be accelerated a little bit in that respect, but yes. <laughs> yes, then. I, I need to try something. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, it's not that. Uh, how well can I carry this mace without having to wear my suit? Well, you're a pack rat, so you can pick it up and lug it around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... So you see this little goblin lugging this thorium mace into the uh, armory, mm -hmm. or the, the, uh, the weapon shop. And uh, say, I, uh, I'd like to trade this for a, a, a more magical uh, type of uh, mace, possibly. Yeah, spray it in there off. Yeah. Uh, See if I can get something like a. I might just like a regular plus one mace instead mm. of a. or plus two, maybe? Uh, How much is thorium worth? It's, uh, it's a heavy I forgot. I think I, I just worked it out. And it's, it's kind of heavy, that's all. Yeah. If I get a regular... I mean, it's uh, a little easier to use. Yeah, because I, I could I could use something that's magical instead of uh, instead of thorium. So you, uh, you you bring it over to Narok and he sort of looks it over. It's it's a large size mace. Yeah. So it, it's it's meant right. for something it's, bigger than bigger yeah. It's than definitely you. bigger than me. This is for large. Yeah. Um. And he sort of looks it over. I figured the cost this once, and I forgot what it was, but... Yeah, you know, I forgot, forgot the cost back in 3.5. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was, yeah. Um, it was different. It was, it was close to the... I can't remember the plus one or plus two maze. It was a, rel it was a relatively solid price. Yeah. Um, sort of... As you bring it in... My, that's a big item you brought with you. You're looking to trade that, you said. Uh, yeah, that looks a little, a little less heavy, a little more magical. Something a little bit more potent for your size. Perhaps. Well, I, I usually use this with my steam suit, so yeah, it can be large size. I don't. Uh, I want. I want a large size. Or, yeah. Something big enough for a steam suit. Yeah. I mean, less less medium size. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, this thing's a little too heavy for me. 
quite a weapon. <clears throat> I might be able to make a a feasible trade for that. Let me see what I've got. Okay. Here we go. Walk back behind the behind into the room where he's most of his stock, and he'll sort of pour through and see what quality equipment he's got with him. So he uh, he returns a while later um, with a variety, uh, sort of like an armful of three different weapons um, in his arms. Well, I've got each of these, and any one of them might be a decent enough trade for a weapon of that size and material. He sort of lays them out on the, the countertop. Um, this one here is designed to be thrown and returned to the hands. Other than that, it's abnormal. Um, this one is more potent than the standard. It um, strikes harder and strikes truer. Going to a plus one. This one is slightly unique. It's been outfitted to be used as a spellcasting focus, meaning you don't need to have a hand free while wielding it. And additionally, it serves as a storage of magical energy and can hold some of the first circle of magic within itself. That could be fun. Not to the third circle, although it can hold more of the the first, first and second circles. Um, Which is to say it has three spell levels that can be stored in it. Right. That's noisy. Ring. What? So, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that, that last one sounds intriguing. I would like to experiment with that. If I can lug it out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. All three of them are medium mazes. And okay. there's a there's a plus one, a returning, and one that has three spell levels that can be stored in it. Okay. And that has to be recharged every day or something? Or you store like the spell you store the spell levels in it, it and then you take a long rest. You have the spell slots back, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and you can store a first level spell, a second level and a first level. You can store three first levels, a second level and a first level, or a third level spell in it. That sounds Okay. I'll try that, because that, um, okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go with that one. Oh. <laughs> All three of them are considered magic for the purposes of overcoming damage reduction, but only the second one had the plus one to attack and damage. Right, right, okay. So... <clears throat> That's great. I would lift this up and put it on your counter, but I can't. <laughs> I've got it. He takes the story and makes it sort of bring it back yeah. around. Okay. All right. I'll take the other one and drag it out. Back out of the street. <laughs> People are thinking I'm really strange, probably. That's okay. They've seen goblins carrying big stuff around before. <laughs> okay. So, with that, unless anyone has anything else they need to accomplish in the morning, then eventually, um, 
<clears throat> I am going to look around. So do we have an, a place to operate yet or not? That's, that's what was being um, worked out, and uh, Etrick was supposed <laughs> to arrive sometime today to give you the details on what your options were. Okay, so he's giving us options. We're not trying to scout anything out. No, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to look around with, like, animal outfitters and see if there's anything uh, that can be... See if anyone has any goods for snakes. What are you looking for? It's chainmail armor. (laughs) That would be a chainmail tube sock. Thank you very much. Yes, (laughs) exactly. That sounds extremely comfortable. I mean, it's not like a snake can wield a weapon. No, but but I'm curious if there's any accessories. Curl his tail around a dagger. As hilarious as that would be, I'm 100 for it. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Build a robotic arm that goes on his tail. I can build a robotic arm. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go to the <laughs> for that. Yeah, build a robotic arm for snake. Give him explosives that he can drop on enemies <laughs> from above. Make him a little bummer. Yeah. So I'm, my character's not immediately going to think to go to the technological side of this, so he's just going to go and... Um... <laughs> so I mean, there's, a, there's a shop that you can find in the Valley of Strength called My Fang and Claw. He's got fangs. Yeah. Um, Maybe he can have claws now. <laughs> Orcish claw of attack. Just you know, get like a scorpion stinger for his tail, yeah, actually. And, and actually, legitimately, as you, as you sort of look around, you can see that there are various different armaments designed... <laughs> For hunters to outfit their animal companions with. Because hunters are a very common thing among the Horde. The Horde loves their animal companions to fight with them. Um, there's barding for all sorts of different uh, animal companions. There's um, there are legitimately for those who for those who have serpents as their companions, there are like small, very light amounts of armor that can just be sort of placed along the ribs that they have to help sort of undulate with them, that'll help armor them a bit. And there are also like metal spikes that can be attached to their tails, so they can they can essentially, if you can train them to use it, they can have a sting. Now, how would that function? Would it be a separate attack from his bite, or would it be um, an additional attack? It would sort of be like dual wielding. He would be able to make an extra attack that just wouldn't add uh, his strength or dex to it. Would it still add my proficiency <laughs> bonus? Yes, it would slide your proficiency bonus to the damage. Okay. Because you are a hunter and that is your thing. That seems like an issue, but I'd have to train him how to use it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be too difficult because you have a, you have an empathic bond with your snake. Yeah. Um. So I suppose that's the first thing to check out. How much? Like, what? What do I see in there? Because I'd like to get something that. Makes him a bit better able to deal with, um, things that are resistant to poison. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a variety of different things that you can find, um, laying around. Um, there are, um, if you're looking to drop something expensive, there are, um, magical fangs that can be bought for the snake um, that would be caps on, on top of their fangs that would not prevent them from delivering poison with them but would enhance their damage and uh, attack output. Um, there are again the, the, the stings for the tail uh, and 
very, very light armor for, for the snake itself. Um, okay. Uh, so what does it look like the options are in that regard? Uh, well, you can get just like a basic sting for about 20 gold would be the equivalent of a dagger on their tail. Um, and the you can get some basic barding for them for about 100. That'll be the equivalent of, of a shield. It'll raise their armor class by two. Okay. Um, that's more expensive just because of how complicated it is to yeah, interlock in place that, that, move with their, that move with their spinal system. Um, uh, for if you're looking for something magical, there's for about 300 gold, there's a set of fangs uh, that cap onto the, the snake's own fangs um, that will... Um, there's a variety of different flavors. There's some that'll apply elemental damage to them. Uh, for 500, you can just get ones that are just straight plus one to attack and damage for their, for their bite. Um, but you can get like fangs that'll shock uh, for just that with no plus damage to just add some shocking damage for um, like 250, 300. Um, we're talking like a D4 additional or? D4, D6 if you want to get for some of the slightly more expensive, like the 350. Okay. Um, cool. And snakes being air aligned, I would imagine would be aligned towards either cold or shocking. Yeah, probably either, yeah, either lightning or frost. Okay. Um, I'm imagining beings that... Beings that are immune to poison are probably more likely to be resistant to frost than lightning. You would generally say that things that are dead would be more likely to resist cold than lightning, generally speaking. Okay. Especially because the Scourge has a very cold theme. Yeah. So if I were to get the D6 lightning <clears throat> fangs and then the... That needs to be passed around so everyone can see. <laughs> and then we need to show the viewers. <laughs> um, let's see if this works. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Um... As far as the tail daggers, uh, do they have any um, special stingers, or are they? Um, they, for a similar price upgrade um, to like 200, 250, 300, you can get elemental stingers. Um, uh, you can also get um, a more large and barbed stinger that is designed to sort of stick into and drag and sort of attach the snake to their target. Which it's, would sort of let that, them. Let that, that seems like something for constrictor type snakes. Probably, yeah. Probably not distant <clears throat> friend. Yeah. Um, there are um, poison stingers if you wanted to double down on the poison damage. Um, there are. 
There's one technological device that's in there that the sale that the salesperson will warn most people is untested because they got it from a tinker. Um, <laughs> that is supposed to be a grapple launcher. That is is a stinger with supposedly a small with a small cable inside that can launch the stinger at distance. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Get a basic stinger and lightning fangs. Use of the barding's a hundred. Yeah. And I has an amount of money. Which money has I got? Oh, I've got, I've got money. Got yeah, money. you have a lot of money. money. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't spend it. Yeah. So. Also, you have to get me if you want to buy things because I, I, I have aware your of money. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to grab the the lightning stinging fangs, the 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 tail stinger. And I, I'm assuming he has to custom make the barding to the snake. Yeah, generally. So I'm going to grab an example of the barding and uh, take them all over there and put them on the table. And, uh, snake friend will coil up next to it. Yeah. So he sort of, the, the troll who's manning, he sort of looks over it. All right. Put these all together. 100 for the barding, 50 for the stinger. 350, you want the, the big shock. I'm assuming that's a yes. <laughs> 350 for the big shark that'd be putting you at 500. Told you to stare at him blankly. <laughs> Are you with him by now? Probably, probably not. No. You gotta go get him. Yeah. Like having breakfast. He sets out a stack of 10 gold coins, points. You need five at ease. the stack of coins and put it over there. And do that again and like five times. Like move it around five times. Now you need to bring me five of these. Take my pocket, pull out five random bones, put them on the table. <laughs> he sort of leans over his shoulder and communicates to a spider that's on the shelf. And the, the spider comes down and sort of in the best it can do to be speech trying to communicate with you, communicates that you're going to need 500 gold pieces <laughs> for all of this. We look at the spider, point at the money with us, uh, and give him the empathic, oh, the useless junk we keep finding on the floor? Yes. yes. <laughs> look at the guy like he's crazy. <laughs> Shake my head. Walk out, go find Shiana. <laughs> a troll finds you. She's probably having breakfast. Yeah. Are you are you at your parents? Yes. No. Or are you somewhere else? Maybe. She was at the end. Oh, that's right. That's been everybody else. Yeah. All right. That's right. Walks up to you. Um, points at the coin pouch. You need money. You want to buy something? Point the snake friend. The snake wants to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> She'll follow you out. Okay. Lead on. <laughs> Take her back to the, the 
<clears throat> a pet shop. Ah. You must be the one who helps your pharaoh friend here. Yes. Yes. What does he want? He wanted this here. Armor for his snake. Skinner for his snake. And fangs for his snake. Grand total. Got the, all the prices. Rounds up to about 500. 500 gold for a snake. <laughs> What's a snake friend? Snake friend uh, nods enthusiastically. Okay, it is our mascot. Sure. <laughs> She'll she'll take out it's your money. She'll take out five hundred gold. Give it to the spider. <laughs> she'll give it to the man. <laughs> give it to him. Counts it out, puts it in a in a chest under the table, under the counter, sort of lays out the armor pieces and sort of looks over at the spider and just emits this chittering noise, this sort of this sort of like spider noise and Ironically I understand it better now. Yeah. And the uh, the, the the spider sort of runs down to the the plates and starts to very rapidly fit them to the snake and sort of use its silk to tighten it down and sort of make it appropriate and sort of ties it appropriately to the snake's body and about five <laughs> minutes later the snake is is outfitted properly with the armor. Okay. Troll friend is happy now. We have an armored snake. Troll friend is happy? Yes. Okay. Troll friend is troll friend to the snake. And that snack friend is snack friend to the troll. Is that everything you need? Walks out. <laughs> so follow. Do you need anything else that would cost these things? She jingles it out. Okay. Troll <laughs> friend is going to go get food now. I guess she's fine with him. She's going to go finish food. So, short while later, um, Etrig approaches the group of you with the broken tusk. All right, I've got a small selection of potential buildings for your guild hall. There's a few that are already cleared out and ready to move and get set up, um, but there is one that might require a little bit of extra work on your part. And so I'll, I'll lay out your options and you can decide what it is you would like best. Do any of them have lava pits to throw my enemies? <laughs> one. Really? <laughs> there is one that has a connection down to the Rage Fire Chasms. A source of power. We need to plug into that. Oh no, we've already decided and I'm terrified of it. Of the, of the three options, there is the Skyfire Lodge, which is on the on the cliff face that overlooks most of Orgrimmar, uh, near one of the waterfalls that pours down into the Valley of Spirits. It's a very small, above-ground environment, mostly a series of underground caves and, and uh, cutouts that does connect down into the Ragefire Chasm beneath. That one is cleared and set to go, easy to access. There is the... Uh, there is the there is the the dead end lodge, uh, which is in the middle of the drag, near near one of the small areas where it empties out. That one's a lot easier to get to. It has a lot more access to the commerce of the streets. It's somewhat larger in terms of an interior. Um, uh, is again ready to move and ready to go. Um, 
that is more of an interior space uh, is more your standard guild hall, just a series of Boring. rooms and operational facilities. It's very run-of-the-mill. Boring, in other words. And then the last for one... For once we agree, Josh. <laughs> I will take down this moment for posterity. <laughs> and then the last one is Spike Ridge Fort, which is outside of the walls of Orgrimmar, but is a much larger... Um, old fortification that was built when Orgrimmar was first founded and left alone since. Uh, it has been mostly gathering dust without much need for it militarily um, and has the most room of the three, but also might have a certain number of vermin or creatures that have begun to make nest there. Almost that one. <laughs> it's the most easily defensible as well, as it was originally designed to be a fort to defend Orgrimmar. That would be kind of confused as to why this is a downside. It comes with minions. <laughs> minions and roommates. <laughs> that could be, a, I mean, that, that's not, it just sounds kind of fun having on a fort. Although I, I still like having a little lava pit for accessing power. So if we already ruled out the. One on the Market Street. So yes. boring. <laughs> Alright then. What do you think, Brick? The, the fort sounds like a good option. I think the fort sounds good. So which one has, so the lava I... access one is the one in the... Skyfire Lodge. Yeah. And as it's I next remember, to waterfalls, it's next like, to a bunch of lava. As it's I remember view, that's, It's on a mountain. That's Our elementalist we... friend would probably vote That's the one Garrick, that's what Garrick, Garrick wanted. Yeah. He wanted one there. Yeah. So that has the advantage of we could totally fulfill my goal of making the, yes, making the um, the fire pits inhabitable by redirecting the water flow into the lava and then creating a sort of you know, steam bed. Well, our enemies in there, but you know. yeah, we can, <laughs> we can use it for the power. sauna does not prevent you from throwing your enemies in there. It just okay. means that you have a sauna while you throw your enemies in there. Okay. <laughs> you can Sparta kick. This is sauna. <laughs> and then in the sauna, there's the smell of your, your enemies flaming and roasting. Nice. Which is either an upside or a downside, depending on whether or not you're an orc. Is it Ron one of those? What? Is it Ron one of those? Is it? Yes. What? Aren't you one of those orcs? Yes. Yes, you would love the smaller bread. I mean, you said Ronnie. He said Ronnie. is her other orc. I was going to say, that, that is one of my orcs, but not the one I'm currently playing. Yeah. Sorry, that threw me off. Yeah. But then the other option is Spike Ridge Fort. So it is nice and <clears throat> large, which would be helpful if you wanted to do something stupid and ambitious. I'm sure yes. it would probably be the best place to dock an airship if we wanted one, but I think That's we've right. determined that any airship we st lay foot on is cursed. Just it, automatically. It we just need to avoid airships. So I can't think of any particularly right, large inventions we would do. Like the A-Team, we just never get on planes. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the A-Team, we'll just build a vehicle to drive through walls. Who <laughs> is this A-Team you speak <laughs> It's cool, Mr. T could fly a van. Somehow. <laughs> I still like the idea of a team of uh, 
uh, with uh, clerics and calling calling them the amen. The amen. An all cleric party. The amen. Oh, that'd be that'd be <laughs> stupid. <man. laughs> We're doing an Everyone is Warlocks campaign on Thursdays. Are we just going to go through every class now? Uh, eventually. I mean, we need the all tinker party. We, we, have, we have an Everyone is Bards party brewing up for the next, for, for a Thursday campaign eventually. That one's easy. <laughs> everyone is clerics requires a little. Everyone is bards and everyone is sorcerers and everyone's is wizards. It's all pretty easy. Um, it's when you get, you know. And I feel like everyone is barbarians would just be a little bit flat. After the 30th time that you just charge gloriously into battle, how much glory can you really get out of it? I mean, everyone's warlocks is proving to be quite challenging. Let me know when you guys do everyone is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> I want in on that. Mm. But yeah, so... I don't see why we need a more defensible position, really. Well, it depends on how much you intend to grow your numbers as well, because the Skyfire Lodge is the smallest of the three. The, yes. the one I like. Well, we can add on to it. Can we expand? Yes, but that would require you to either dig through tunnels or build more of the already very small above ground. Yes. We can dig tunnels. We can dig tunnels. We'll acquire some dwarves. I can... We will enslave them. <laughs> and then we... I'm joking. We... I'm, not, I'm making... It's hard to tell sometimes. It was me. a joke. <laughs> I can just make some right. machines to dig stuff out. Well, how large is the Skyfire Lodge itself? Like, would it be something where it would start capping out the number of people we would have at, like, ten or closer to, like, we could have a couple dozen before we start bumping elbows with people. You'd probably be looking at about a max of 15 to 20 for this guy for our life before you had to start expanding. It's not that bad. How many people do we really need, honestly? Or, like... I mean, considering... We're not exactly going to be it was, a frontline fighter type organization. It sure, was, it was originally built by a small circle of shaman to serve as a communion lodge, and has since been open, which is why it's relatively small. It was not designed for a guild. It was designed for a small circle of shamans. I imagine if we we may have multiple groups that can go out and perform missions, but. Those groups would be relatively small, given our area of expertise. Bear in mind that the group of you take up almost half yeah. of the capacity with the six of you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So how much of the lava area do we even have in that one? Uh, you've got... It, it, the, the building itself does not encompass any of the rage fire. It just has a tunnel that leads down into the rage fire. So we just have to build the basement. All kinds of systems of basements. We can build a digging machine. Yeah, I mean, we can expand there. Also, be aware that should you dig too far in one direction, you might end up popping out of the walls of Orgrimmar and into just put a glass. Just put a picture window in. <laughs> and I am obliged to warn you that any significant digging requires running it past the city of Orgrimmar, yes. Yes. 
would it be possible for us to go look at the location? Absolutely, I can, lead, I can lead you to each other. I can lead you to each of them to show you. Probably not the second one. Are we in agreement? Yeah, we've ruled it out too quickly. Okay. There's no real need for it. Okay. We don't so need to be closer to the market area. The, the first and the last one. If we uh, take the first one, I mean, yeah, I mean the the uh, the yeah, the, the Staffire Lodge, Staffire Lodge, and then work on on, on uh, buying the fortress <laughs> to expand. Have two locations. Yeah. That Presuming, of course, another guild doesn't end up there. Oh, that's true. I mean, but whatever. I mean, we killed them. Well, we just take them over. Well, let us, that let us, wasn't a joke. <laughs> let us journey to Skyfire Lodge too. Okay, let's look at the first. Can you stop solving all of your problems with stabbing? It works. Not all of your problems. Not all, but about ninety percent of them. <laughs> That's an improvement from last time I asked, at the very least. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent. Murder. It's ninety-nine percent effective. <laughs> All right, 99. Now we're going up. I don't like this. <laughs> what, is that 9% the amount of murder that you have to do with slashing instead of stabbing? Don't answer that. <laughs> so, he, he leads you up the uh well, up the incredibly dysfunctional group. <laughs> I'm perfectly functional. So is she. Our incredibly dysfunctional group. Etrig leads the group up the uh, up the elevators to the mesa, um, and then across one of the bridges to the outer to the outer rim, where there's sort of another flat area that's sort of lined with higher mountaintops. Um, and uh, he eventually leads you to what looks to be like a small, like four walls and a, and a roof lodge. Like it, it looks like a very small torn hut. Essentially, um, it's it's marked with a variety of shamanistic symbols across different um, sides of the walls. There's only like a couple of windows on this on this particular. Area. It looks like this building this building itself looks like it's got three maybe four rooms maximum. Um, and there's this there's this large totem that is rising up out of the roof that sort of just sort of stands above the entire building. Um, and he sort of leads you up to it and. Here's the entrance. He sort of pulls out a ring of keys, puts it in the door, opens it up, uh, and inside you see that yeah, there's a very small sort of central room. There's like a small cooking area in the back, um, one bedroom here for whoever's is sitting up up here, and like a general couple of general purpose rooms here up on the on the floor on the ground level, and then there is in the dead center there's a like a spiral staircase that heads down into the cliff face. And he sort of leads you down into it, and this this spiral staircase has a, a number of different hallways to sort of break off of it at different points. It goes down about four or five levels of different small hallways. They each have a couple of different rooms off to each side. Most of them have been emptied out, and so are just open for whatever general purpose. Um, but then after about five floors of this, it, it just heads a straight shot down before it eventually empties out into... There's a small rope ladder that's sort of bundled up at the very bottom, and there's just a hole at the bottom of the staircase that drops down into the rage fire. 
and you can feel that heat from the rage fire sort of coming up from below. How difficult would it be to get, make a uh, way for the water to get down into there from here? Uh, it would have to go down into the building first. So it would have to flood the building first. <laughs> yeah. I'll just make a metal pipe. How close is this to the to the waterfall? Piping an already uh, small building. From from the outside, there the one of the waterfalls that empties out into the Valley of Spirits was roughly like sixty feet away. So we do that. Yeah. So we have water access. <laughs> I'm going to uh, grab a uh, leaf and, and walk a bit and point at the water and then point at the hole and then uh, cock my head. <laughs> Turn the staircase into a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly more sold on this locale. <laughs> No, 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 because no. the water, the waterfall would then lead down into yeah. the caves. Right. So you, you can you can either you know Sparta kick your enemies into the lava from the sauna, or you can just kick them down a water slide, let them enjoy okay. their last moments. We buy the fort, but then we also well we get the fort, then we buy this and turn it into Ogremar's first water park. Yes. <laughs> water park and sauna. Yes, water park and sauna. We could make a killing. Yeah, we could make money on this. You turn the well, staircase into a water slide, and you just gotta like have good reflexes to reach up and grab one of the side halls if you don't want to go all the way down. Well, we, yeah, no, we, we could make it safe, you know. But then we could put... says the goblin. The goblin <laughs> says we can make it safe. I'm worried. <laughs> Actually, this is a fun idea. I wonder how much this would cost. Yeah, no, I'm, I've been yeah, thinking that idea. too. How I mean, much is, yeah. We like, buy this, we have to accept that other one. Because we yeah. can buy it and set it up as a as a, as something that will make money. I mean, if, if you want to do a little water for Yeah, no, no, I've got... Like, Shiana honestly had the same thought process. You know, you realize we'd probably have to get some kind of permit to be pumping that much of this water into our own property. Yeah, I know. Well, we can deal with that. I have to get a permit for most anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well let, let's go. Exactly. Let, let's go talk to the uh, government officials and see what. <laughs> let's check out the third. The, the other little. Check location. out the other little. Yeah. Yes. So, he takes you out uh, out of the gates of Orgrimmar, um, and it's it's about uh, from the gates of Orgrimmar. It's about a like a ten minute walk southwest, um, and it 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 leads to this sort of. Very large, like definitely sizable, um, sort of dilapidated, sort of seen a lot of disuse, but still standing strong. Like it's covered in dust, and there's some weak points at it. But if you launch, if you launched a catapult shot of this thing, it would hold up to it. Um, this large um, uh, uh, iron and stone fortress. That sort of stands at a, at a at a small hill that overlooks not only um, what used to be Thunder Ridge, which has been flooded, uh, is now the is now the Thunder Fury watershed. Um, it's that it was it, the the ridge used to be a place where a bunch of the Thunder Lizards um, would inhabit, but since the cataclysm, that area is flooded, and it's full of the Thunder Lizards' corpses that have been slowly getting fished out over time and. 
the environment is sort of it's basically a giant lake now that occasionally emits electrical discharge from the bundles and courses. Um, and then it also looks over the South Fury River. So you've got uh, a view of the, a good chunk of Duratar, and you've got a view over into the Northern Barrens as well. Um, and as he sort of leads you inside, there is this sort of massive uh, grand central room on the ground floor that is large open floor plan with a few like pillars and supports in different areas and uh, this whole area looks like it was probably used as like a barracks and training ground for when the fort was occupied and there's stairs that head up in the center it's got four levels each of which is equally large very spacious uh, the upper levels are less open floor plan. They have more divided rooms for like storage and officer sleeping areas and a war room at the very top with like the, the, the very top room looks like it was definitely designed to be a war room. It's got like the, the um, large uh, circular room with sort of windows on all sides so that you can get a good view onto the areas outside. There's like four towers on each of the corners of the, of the fort that have um, archer positions for heavy crossbows and some light siege weaponry if they need to be like heavy standing like heavy standing light ballistic that are designed to be like moved on a pindle um, and it he sort of walks you through and you can always tell out of the corner of your eye that there's something moving around in here but it seems to be avoiding you because you're moving in large groups can I get a sense of what it is from by based on tracks and animal knowledge and stuff let me survival Oh, right, we leveled up recently. 16. 16. Um, as you sort of look around and sort of examine tracks and the, the what little exists here that has been dropped uh, and some of the occasional track marks, it looks like you've got some kind of scorpions have set up in here. What size? Uh, varies, but you some of the tracks are particularly large. You've probably got at least a giant scorpion and probably its nest have set up around here and they're just kind of avoiding you because you haven't made yourself too much of an annoyance yet and you're moving in a large group. You imagine if you started, if you started setting up here, you'd probably have to deal with them. I see the basics of everything, right? Yeah. I'm going to go see if I can make some friends. Okay, so while, while you guys are sort of examining the rest of the building, the troll sneaks off. <laughs> Which only ever ends well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and roll me another survival check to see if you can corner some of these. <laughs> uh, 20. 20? You start, you start looking around, and you eventually find some tracks, uh, and you sort of follow them down to one of the corners of the base level. Um, and... As you sort of find there is, you manage to follow one of the sets of tracks and you start to hear the noise, like the chittering noise, and you sort of follow it, and you find one of these large scorpions, definitely, definitely on the larger size, um, that has sort of made its way around here, and you sort of find it, and it's, you manage to get it, and it's uh, sort of in one corner of the room. What is the general diet of scorpions? 
generally speaking... At least giant scorpions. Um, probably smaller insects and or creatures that they would just sort of slowly gnaw on. And are they like going to be more like spiders and that they're going to want the juices of it or are they more just into the meat? Again, working on the basis of magical giant scorpions as opposed to real scorpions. And they will probably just want the entire body, like the sort of the meat of the creature. Okay. So I'm going to just kind of stand and do that. Stand my ground very firmly, like I'm not going anywhere, but make no motion that's aggressive. I'm not approaching it. I want to try to read its response. Uh, roll me animal handling. Uh, you sort of, sort of get its attention. You realize it's definitely noticed you a while back, and it's sort of skittering uh, and sort of clacking in the corner, making these sort of like threatening clacking noises with its with its pincers, and it's waving its its stinger around to make sure that you know that it's present. Um, it definitely feels that you are intruding upon its territory, and it wants you to leave. Hmm. Shiana, are you okay with throwing your enemies into a scorpion pit instead of a lava pit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to ask her, but yeah, that'd be fine. Ask. I mean, in your own special way. So it feels that I'm intruding. Does it seem aggressive? Does it seem bothered that I'm here? Or does it seem concerned that I'm going to stay here and try to move into its territory? And it definitely seems more concerned that you are... It, it is concerned that whoever is here might be coming here permanently. Okay. So it's not like, how dare you be here? It's, this is my home. I need you to know this. Yeah. Which is, again, why it's not as outwardly aggressive. Yeah. Based on the tracks, can I make a guess as to where its nest is? Um, or based on the or any sort of movements? Is it moving to block off areas, or is it more just... You seem to have caught it in the corner. Um... You would imagine, based on what you know of scorpions, that their nest would probably be wherever they can keep coolest and away from the sun, so that they can because they're they are ectothermic. So if they get overheated, they'll have problems. But yeah, so it's probably wherever they can keep themselves nice and cool. So it's probably somewhere here on the bottom layer, and probably uh, anywhere where there might be open dirt where they can sort of dig a hole, okay. like a burrow. Looking at the size of this scorpion, does it appear to be just one of the scorpions, a matron, a worker? It definitely looks like it's just one of the scorpions. It would be it would be considered a medium beast. So we're talking about five foot long. Yeah. Okay. You imagine that the the matron or whatever the matron the the leader of this group of scorpions would probably be much larger. Do there are there any remnants of the room of food, or would I probably have to find? Would I have to go to the nest to find what they've been eating? 
probably have to go to the nest to find where they've been eating, because they, from what you understand of the the, the Duratar scorpions, they they tend to either eat their food on the spot, or if they've got a nest, bring it back to the nest to share. Okay. I'm going to, since it seems more bothered with me moving in than a direct threat, I am going to go to see if I can... I'm going to go to the most obvious place that a nest would be and see if it's open, or if it's hidden, I'm not going to try to poke it, because obviously they don't want it to be seen. Wrong way survival. That was not good. Eight. Eight. Uh, looking around, you're sure that it's somewhere here on the ground floor, but this area's got pretty solid floorboards, and some of them are like creaky and loose, but you don't see anywhere that would be an obvious sign of a burrow. It's it's not in, hey, it's one big room, it's in the corner kind of thing. Yeah, like, this is this is a big open floor plan, but you can't see anywhere that would be the obvious sign of a burrow. Okay, so it's probably under the floorboards or in a wall. Probably. Okay. So yeah, it's somewhere protected, somewhere they don't want a lot of... You said that there were a lot of lightning lizard things in the yeah. water. Yeah, thunder lizards, there's a, in the ridge that's sort of southeast from where the fort is positioned. There's a, a ridge that used to be a natural habitat for thunder lizards, uh, but since it's flooded, it's got a lot of their corpses in it, and their corpses still occasionally let it, um, emit uh, electric discharge. Uh, and they haven't managed to fish all of them out yet. Let me head over there. Then you, you head over to the, uh, the... Oh, by the way, when I walked away from that scorpion, did it seem to follow me, stay out of sight? It definitely seemed to... Skimper, scatter away immediately? Yeah, it definitely seemed to scatter away. Okay. When, once it realized that you weren't blocking its path, it definitely moved. All right. Um, so you, you head over to the, the ridge, and you can see, yeah, there's this series of ridges that drop down into what would have normally been like a canyon, but it's been almost completely filled with water. Uh, and if you look down, the waters are just clear enough that you can see to the bottom, and you can definitely see sort of scattered about across the floor are these gigantic lizards, like we're talking Kodo size or larger, that are just collapsed underneath all the water. And you can see they have these like stegosaurus spiked ridges across their backs, and you can occasionally see lightning just kind of arc across those ridges, and you can see it sort of discharge to the water around them. How far into the water are they? They're about 60 feet, maybe 80 feet down. I'm going to rejoin with the rest of the group. Okay. So, the uh, E-Trig is sort of showing you around the rest of the building. Um, indicating the the sheer size. This area, this building, <laughs> can probably hold 50 to 100, depending on how tightly you wanted to pack people. Uh, how many floors did you say there were? There's four floors. Okay. But the top floor was more of a... Well, technically, technically, there is a fifth floor, but the fifth floor is one room. It's the war room. Okay. Right. The fifth floor gets a lot narrower. It's just sort of... The, the war room is about... The, four, the war room is about a like a... A 20-foot diameter circle. So, what do you guys think? Even though it, used, it could use some work, I still think this is probably our best option. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going I, to, to point at you. 
Yes. yes. I'm gonna hold up my arm, and Snake Prime's gonna wrap around my arm with his little stinger. Now my arm's gonna mind the scorpion, and his tail's gonna. Which found the scorpion? I'm gonna nod, and then I'm gonna point at you, and I'm going to. Uh, uh, Do you gonna, keep I'm, grabbing like the yes. shoulder that doesn't mm-hmm. have an arm? And then, <laughs> uh, and then I'm, I'm going to go down. It's not me. And I'm going to take a, a look around for a second. I'm going to. No, you'd be dead. I'm going <laughs> to scratch a little pit, the, and then then Snake Prime's going to pretend to be a scorpion in the pit, and then I'm going to to grab the goblin, and then I'm going to <laughs> like, put an arm behind my back and pretend to be Shiana and like do a fake Sparta kick uh, to knock the goblin into the into the scorpion into the. The snack friend is pretending to be a scorpion, and the snack friend's going to be all, like, playfully, rawr, rawr, stab, stab. <laughs> Sorry. How does Josh react to that? If my family could see me now. They'd be so proud. So anyway. You found a pit of scorpions. And you're saying I can throw the goblin to them. <laughs> Your enemies in general, I believe you I was to. joking. You guys don't understand my humor. <sighs> so let me get this straight. You think that if we, we should be able to move in here and then set up a deal with the scorpions where they tolerate having us around as long as we feed them our enemies. <laughs> I am okay with this. I also just pull out a thing of meat. We can also give them meat and our enemies and the meat of our enemies. I also then uh, point at the giant lake full of corpses. Water? I pointed the meat and then pointed the giant lake of corpses. Wait, what kind we of corpses are in this giant lake? Uh, thunder lizards. Thunder lizards you know. that are discharging hmm. electricity. Imagine so how much that could fishing. feed. <clears throat> well, yeah, but I mean... I know I don't need to tell you this, but it is a lot of responsibility. Yes, feeding your pets. You have to clean the litter box. You have to take them for walks. You have to find people to feed to them. I know you are very good with animals. This could be. Well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> scorpions. Why did it have to be scorpions? I would agree with Brick. This is probably our best option. Yeah. There's plenty of room. Though. How she'll turn to what's his name? Eatrick. How much would it cost to purchase the other location we're at? Um the the Skyfire Lodge, last I was told, the current running price was 8,000 gold. We're close. That's a lot of money. Yes, yeah, so, no, yeah. We don't have. And let's no, also have remember but we could... about this particular location the fact that. In a couple of weeks. It's. I'm just going to walk over to a wall and just pull out a loose brick, because I assume that's just a thing you can do. Yes, it will require some repairs, likely. The, repair. the, initial, the initial construction figure for this <laughs> fortress was initially 14,000 gold, however. And while I, I, it can I take, I take hold a lot of people, 
We'll have to restore it a lot before we can actually convince anyone that living in this place is a good idea. I take the Especially, no offense, with your friends, who I imagine are not the most charismatic of folks. I'm going to take the brick out of your hand, stick it back in, and hit men, uh, do a men's spell. That takes <laughs> ten minutes. I know. Here's That's all right. We, ten minutes, you fix one brick. That's okay. Well, we, we don't. I mean, it'll take the, a while. The, to fix. Keep, the keep is currently selling for ten thousand on its fourteen thousand original construction price. We don't need to restore all of it right away. Yeah, we have we to, just we need, restore it a little bit of time. As we grow, we can restore more and more of it. Yes, just voicing my concerns. I'm, I'm not saying we purchase the other one right now. I'm just saying, you know, maybe yeah. in the future, that could be, that you could know. Be, yeah, within the next few months, we could probably afford it. Yeah. Assuming that it's not bought, bought or being well, How much money have you got, Josh? <clears throat> um, what do I have? It's like, I gotta use this for some of my, uh... Never ask a goblin his gold. About three thousand. The same. I got a little over. I got over three over thousand. I've got just shy of two thousand myself. And they're saying he has about two. Shit. Short. If you want to spend most of your money, presumably we don't want to use our money on no, this. This is a future yeah, thing. We, we can do this, this in just, a couple yeah. months. We can probably get enough. I mean, yeah, probably. Especially once we have minions. I mean, expand yeah, our. Yeah. Right. We can have. Uh, we can. We got to get some kind of a money making operation. Get a couple more quests and we can probably knock this thing out. This is terrifying. It is. <laughs> How often you're agreeing? Yes. So. Well, I suppose we're going with this location then. Spike Ridge Fort then. That sounds good. <laughs> It'll take some work, but um, yeah. I think we can bring it up to its former glory plus a scorpion pit. <laughs> <laughs> How much repair would uh, the Glyph of Mending do? Uh, is it a cantrip? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a level one. What's the level one? Yep. It does how much? Uh, oh, uh, 30 feet. 30 feet? So I guess that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 30 foot range to activate. What's oh. the, how much does it actually repair? Uh, oh, it, oh, it's, it regains one hit point equal to one D 10 plus your rune casting modifier. Yeah. So that would take a lot hit of points. time, but, but it, would. it would definitely be something that you could do. Like if you wanted It'd to just cheaper than getting materials, like if you wanted to, it wouldn't replace anywhere where there is material missing, Yeah. but any of the stones that are loose, any of the wood that is old and rotted, you could sort of just walk around inscribing the runes across the walls and just start marking them and triggering them. And it would slowly, over time, sort of repair all the disrepaired material. You would still need to replace all the missing material, yeah, but really it would definitely right. cut down the cost of repairing this place. Yes. And it would definitely it would take some time. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, we have plenty of that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I let them know that that's what I have in mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing with mending spells. I mean, we can we can do that kind of thing. All right. And within a few days, we can get a lot of things. I mean, I can get a really nice torture chamber set up. In here. Does this place have a stables? 
<laughs> yes, it does have a, it does have a stable. Is that, that where our beasts are currently? That was about half Joe Khalif, if you were wondering. Uh, it's definitely got it's got enough room for all of your beasts. It's also got some spare room because this this was designed to be a stable for a fort. It can probably hold a good 20, 30 large animals. Question: How big of a scorpion would it take for one of us to ride? How big of a scorpion would it take for <laughs> Shiana to ride it? <laughs> she could probably ride the matriarch. Yeah, if you could find it. And convince her to let someone ride her. Look, I'm not saying for regular occasions, but if the fort gets attacked... Ride a scorpion into battle. Shiana, you can't tell me it's not totally metal. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you could convince the scorpion matriarch, she could probably have someone ride her. <laughs> Every time. I'm now imagining uh, the fort goes under siege, and I go grab the matriarch and a, a very confused matriarch and a very confused Shiana, and just like put her on top. What are we? What? <laughs> as we go through the comedic section where uh, matriarch confuses this as a food offering. <laughs> I speak scorpion. <laughs> The conjugation's a little awkward, but I can figure it out. She's a on a death I'm, I'm picturing that old me, that old image where with that one dude in that gigantic tank with like barrels pointing in every direction, and he's got a sword, and it says, "Get me closer, I want to hit him with my sword." But with, with their riding the forty k meme, drive me closer, I want to hit them with my sword. <laughs> yeah, but I'm picturing, I'm picturing Shiana now with her claws. Like, get me closer, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to slice them with, with my claws. claws. <laughs> <Right>. Anyway, <laughs> I think the scorpions would be better off without mounts. I guess, yeah. yeah without. Without. They can just fight by themselves if they wanted to. Unless you build machines for them. Oh. Turrets. Can we build a scorpion scorpion? <laughs> I can build turrets on the back of the scorpions. No, I mean a scorpion scorpion. You load a scorpion into a scorpion and you fire it. No, no. What you need is a scorpion scorpion scorpion. A scorpion that fires scorpions that you put on a scorpion. Like scorpions are So you take the scorpion matriarch. A scorpion is a kind of ballista. Yeah, ballista. Yes. And then you put a scorpion on the back of that big scorpion, and you fire scorpions out of it. So you've got a scorpion with a, with a, with, yeah, with a crossbow scorpion. turret on it that you put onto a scorpion. Yes, to, to shoot little scorpions toward, yes. I'm mistaken, right? The scorpion is the tank in Halo, right? <laughs> yes, scorpion is the tank, yeah. Okay. Anyway, oh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> in, a, in a tank, in a scorpion tank, in a scorpion tank. With a scorpion, you just teach them how to teach the scorpion how to operate the tank. Yes, I mean they have they have eight legs for the eight pedals. Yeah, yeah that's the war dog. I know, yeah, no, it is. Why, the tank. why are there why are there eight no. pedals if there are only four directions? <laughs> Do you think that we that you could communicate with the scorpions and make them okay with the situation? I pointed the meat. Go do your thing. <laughs> I'm going to go find the Kodo. The Kodo that you have for the for the, for the the cart? Yes. I'm going to take the Kodo over to the lake. I'm going to grab some... Someone here has rope, right? I grab some rope, tie it to one of these barbed quill <laughs> harpoons. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wing it into one of these beasts, 
uh, tie it to the Kodo and lug it out. Just roll me a quick attack roll to see how solidly you can manage to get one in there. That's going to be rough. It's... Um, that's a nine on the die. Oops. Fifteen. Fifteen. Not bad. You you manage to drive it through the water. It's a spear. It's designed to go through water effectively. You drive it. You drive it through, uh, and it sinks into the the hide of one of these thunder lizards. Um, make a quick strength check for the Kodo. You'll notice I didn't bother trying to yank it out myself. Not bad. Yeah. So it, it takes the Kodo a couple of minutes, but you manage to get it moving, and it slowly begins to drag this thunder lizard out of the water uh, and eventually it it won't be able to get it all the way onto the land you'll need to help it pull it out of like off the lip uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna bring Garrick with me to help him in so you and Garrick go ahead and make, <laughs> make, make me athletics checks the two of you I'll make one for him but, uh, 17 all right with his with his at, at over a 20 the the two of you managed to pull the thing, uh, and it sort of, it quickly discharges a little bit of lightning as you pull it out. Go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Stamina save. He does well. That was not amazing, but it's one of my good saves. Good. 14. Alright. Uh, you take six lightning damage. Ow. Derek does as well. Is the same thing to continue discharge once it's out of the water and on land, or not? Yeah, it, it continues, but it's not nearly as dangerous when it's out of the water. Um, you imagine to make it stop discharging, you would probably need to like hack into it a little bit and find the core and pull whatever is charging it out. Or just, go... or, or just give it time. You imagine it hasn't been able to properly ground itself while it's been submerged in the water. If you just give it time, it might just... Do we have anyone in the party who might be able to use electric cores? Sure, why not? I'm going to go grab the goblin. I'm going to uh-huh. pick you up. <laughs> carry you over and point at the zappy zappy lizard. The zappy lizard? I'm then going to go in with my skinner. And it's got a leather bound handle. Very carefully see if I can carve into it and find the electric core. Well, let me a skinning check. Which I believe the skinner gives advantage to. It does, which is good. Because that's a 6 versus a 19. Is this dexterity? Uh, yeah, it's be dexterity. And I'm proficient. So that's... 25. 25. 25. Yeah, you sort of carve in with the... With, uh, with the, the knife and sort of dig around in the chest and you eventually manage to pull out its heart, which is still crackling with electrical energy. I'm just going to... Push it along the ground over to you. <laughs> okay. I'm then going to resume using the Kodo to drag this thing into the base and then just kind of roll and flop and do what I can to get it mm-hmm. over to into the, the thing. <clears throat> and then step back from it. You just push it into one of the corners or? Wherever I, th- I think I found some creaky floorboards. Not so it's over it so it would block an entrance, but. Yeah, so it's somewhere near there. No, actually, can I hear any movement? I have advantage on hearing checks because I rolled whale, which is good because that was a two. That was a six, though, so <laughs> twelve. Uh, you can definitely hear some movement under the floorboards. You can have to confirm that wherever their wherever their nest is, it's under the floor. You just can't tell exactly where. I'm going to move it over to that general area and step away 
simple enough where I'm not threatening, but still obviously present. Mm. And I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if I can. What sounds do scorpions make? Uh, there's a lot of like the the sound the, the sound six legs technically, and there's also technically six pedals. Yeah. So, uh, the the six their six legs make the sort of like this sort of. Do they, do they make any any verbalized? They they have a they have sort of a a, um, a small hiss. Like uh, I can only I can only confirm with you with a sound bite. Honestly, I can't make the noise the scorpions make, but they do have a vocalization. I'm gonna see if I can use my 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 hunter animal communication. See if I can approximate the noise to indicate that this is a gift. Roll me animal handling with your charisma. It's not as good that way. But 19 on the die says that that's a 23. 23, nice. So you managed to make a good approximation of the noise that a scorpion makes um, and sort of step back. And... Okay. A few moments pass and you hear this much louder series of tapping noises as the sounds of six limbs punching through dirt um, begins to close in. And then a few moments later, one of uh, a series of these loose floorboards sort of cracks and then lifts up and flips over to onto its side. Like a good section of like five or six of these floorboards. And an absolutely massive scorpion, definitely the matriarch. This sort of like dark onyx gray um, exoskeleton, and you can see these sort of traceries of red from of the flesh underneath the exoskeleton, reaches and climbs its way out and sort of skitters its way out of the of the the floorboards. Looks around and spots the coda that is still larger than it because the the giant scorpion is a, is like a. We're talking like a large... Either between large or huge, and the Kodo's between huge and even bigger. Um, and the the scorpion kind of looks at it for a minute, and just kind of very carefully sinks both pincers into it, and then digs its stinger into it, and slowly begins to drag it. I'm going to, I'm going to, before it does, I'm going to look at it, I'm going to make the hissing noise again. I'm going to point to the Kodo, into the, into the beast. I'm going to point at the hole in the floor, Indicates safe. I'm going to point at this floor and above and put my hand on my chest to indicate ownership. And uh, then stand there and see how it responds. Only animal handling. Uh, Nine. Fifteen? Not great, but... Uh, With advantage, because you've given it food. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, so you get the sensation from the way it looks at you and responds that it will avoid you for a while, but this is going to take some constant work to really make a living relationship. Like it, it'll, you've made you've made progress here, but it's going to take we're, work. We've got a ceasefire. Yeah. Not a, not an alliance. Yeah. It's certainly not a friendship. Yeah. It'll take some time. Okay. And some constant work. And it slowly just kind of hauls the, the Thunder Lizard down and hacks off bits of it where it needs to with its pieces <clears> to make more room. And, and I'm sure other scorpions come up and start Yeah, and like se- several other ones, several smaller ones, begin to help and assist it with dragging and hacking pieces off as it eventually 
the Thunder Lizard in several pieces is, dra- is dragged down into their burrow. Once it's down, I'm going to cover it back up and reconceal it so that no one else knows mm-hmm. where the scorpion lair is. Now, is this over in a corner, kind of out of sight, or is this like right in the middle of the room? It's like the room is one giant circle, and there is a section on the far left that's sort of like these five or six boards that would be where the wall, like that, that butt up against the wall, sort of like a, almost just like a semicircle as it reaches the circular end of the, of the floor plan that lift up and butt against the wall. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to make sure that it's not obvious that it's there and I'm definitely not going to go in there. Mm-hmm. I'll have to do what I can to grab some graph paper and, like, draw the floor plan of this building for you at some point. Yeah, once we've picked it. Okay. And then I'm going to return to the rest of the group. So, how'd it go? Do we have a pit? Will they cooperate? Troll's going to look at you a little confused. Not yes. Will they be okay with us? Troll will nod. Will they be okay with us feeding them? Troll will nod. Will they kill us in our sleep? Troll narrow his eyes and shake his heads. <laughs> heads? Head. Snake, snake friend shakes too. That's <laughs> it. I don't think so. Yes. Okay. So, Troll's got a job for this. Forge a meaningful relationship with the Scorpions. Work on that social link, man. Yeah. The Scorpion social link? What, yeah. what, what arcana are Scorpions? Hmm. The tower? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Calamity? About that, but yeah, I think that's a good one to. So, Intrigue sort of looks around. Are uh, the group of you thinking of taking this one? I think oh, we yes, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody we're decided. All right, I'll draw out the paperwork for you and have it ready within the next couple of hours. I'll bring it out to you here. Okay. Is there any floor plan to. Yes, I'll bring those with me as well. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna go pick my room. <laughs> <laughs> You don't automatically get the largest room. I'm going to go... It depends if I get there first. I'm going to arrange the stables. All right. Make sure the animals are all set for... I'm also going to... Well, as long as I'm the one that gets the floor plans and the official documentation... Do scorpions have any sense of smell? I'm going to the rooms right now. Uh, Do scorpions have a sense of smell? They do. It's no stronger than any other arachnid creature, though. Do they have any ability to... How do scorpions mark territory? Um, mostly, like, the sense of smell they do have is mostly devoted to pheromone sense. So that would probably be the closest thing you've... I'm going to see what I can do to imitate uh, a claim stake around the stables to make sure that they don't come after our animals. Because that's the one I'm more concerned about than us. Because I think yeah. they get us. I want to make sure they understand that the animals are included with that. Um, yeah, so 
you can sort of mark out the territory as... Um, you see the troll peeing all over the stable. <laughs> <laughs> I jest. I'm encouraging you the to pee all over the stable. <laughs> I don't want to know what that process looks like. Give the Kodo a lot to drink. <laughs> oh boy. And yes, an amount of alcohol will help, will encourage it. It won't hurt it. They're hardy beasts. And now we have drunken Kodos. <laughs> just one! Just one. Now I have a drunken Kodo. I just needed to pee everywhere. Rise. Yeah, okay, whatever. <clears throat> so. I feel like the scorpions are probably the the wheel arcana. Maybe. The wheel of fortune. Very you know. If any if anyone watching like knows scorpions very well and would actually know how they mark territory, please let me know. <laughs> We're making the, I know a little bit about scorpions. But these are magical scorpions, sir. These are from World of Warcraft. They're not obliged to follow yes, reality. These, these are fantasy scorpions. They don't yes. necessarily have to behave like real scorpions, but I feel like they might. So if anyone actually knows how scorpions mark territory, or if they do. Or if they even nest. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat. Or what are kind of they fall under? Ooh, actually, the scorpions would definitely be the the devil because they start as the inverse devil which is um a, a lack of restraint and power um and power that overwhelms and causes them to dominate things and then as they as it flips over it becomes uh, a feeling of restraint and barely holding back mm-hmm. that's good yeah so I'm going to work my devil social link. <laughs> so, uh, you all essentially have uh, a cup as you sort of <clears throat> explore and mark your rooms uh, and figure out who's staying where over the next couple of hours eventually. Uh, Etrig returns uh, with the paperwork of signing over the deed to the fortress and the floor plan. Uh, which he presents both to you, Leaf, as the person who's registered as Guildmaster. Cool. <laughs> as the bureaucrat in the group. As the guy with the high intelligence who we are also fairly certain won't scale us. As the guy with the highest sum total of mental stats. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 15, 16, 13. <laughs> Shiana is, is searching much. all the rooms. Roll me investigation. Alright. You find a body. Yeah, mine! <laughs> Room for the body, dude! <laughs> we just hear dibs. Sixteen. I mean, I imagine the scorpions have picked this place pretty clean as far as any meat goes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can find um, There is a skeleton. Thankfully. There is a skeleton in one room, though. Oh. <laughs> Um, as you as you as you look around, a lot of a lot of this area has got cobwebs. Like it's it's been left alone for a long time. There's cobwebs and dust everywhere. Um, and it, eventually, as you sort of pour through, like on the 
on the fourth floor, the floor right below the war room, which has most of what you could imagine would have been the officers' rooms, because mm-hmm. um, there's there's about like eight to ten rooms here on the fourth floor, um, and most of them look like they're small, designed to be dorms for officers. Um, the uh, there in 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 one of them there is a long bleached, long sat here skeleton perched by one of the windows. What kind of um, what? Yeah, what kind of skeleton is that? Uh, it's only four things that it could be. It's a torrent. Skeleton. Torrent skeleton, yes. Okay. It's not like a lot, right? No, it's just a skeleton. Mistaken. <laughs> okay. Um, is the room light bigger than the other rooms? It's about the same size. The rooms here are pretty uniform. Mm, biggest room. <laughs> I'll see about it's, it's, identifying it's, the body. It is the room that is tied for the biggest with a body in it. <laughs> oh, there's multiple rows of bodies in them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> No, it is tied for the biggest room, and it has a body in it. Okay. <laughs> Found a body! Are there specific rules for being able to, like, swap out what spells you have readied on a day, or do you just have to rest again? When it, it, it takes... There's actually a specific rule for how long it takes you to prepare a spell. It takes an amount of prayer and rest. I think it's like an hour, isn't it? Something like that. So I'm just curious how long it would take to swap out mass healing word for speak with dead. Give me one second. Because I kind of want to know what this person was doing here and, you know, give actual funeral rites that seem slightly overdue at this point, but, you know... Make sure this place isn't haunted, too. Because that's the last thing we want. Haunted oh, Amazonians. Uh, you can change your list of prayer spells when you finish all the rest of A new list of cleric spells requires time spent in prayer meditation. At least one minute per spell level for each spell on your list. Hmm. Um, generally speaking, it's supposed to be over the course of a long rest, but because you're not doing anything major over the course of today, you can probably just take what level to speak with dead. Third level. Take about five minutes and spend the time to swap the spell out because because today is not anything major, I will say that you can probably take that time and do that. What we're saying is we're not going to get into a fight, so we're not worrying about semantics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully we're not going to get into a fight. Unless, Unless communing with dead goes horribly wrong. Uh, well, the corpse must still have a mouth. It does it have, have a mouth. Jaw. Okay. Cool. Okay. I suspect the dog is playing with him. Must be a cat in her back. Yeah, it's cast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you cast a spell? Yep. 
have, I think, five questions? Yes. Until the spell ends, you can ask up to five questions. Thunder no compulsion, blah, blah, blah. So, you, you cast the spell, and you can sort of feel this energy, this life essence, seep into the bones as the, the corpse sort of rattles and the head just kind of rights itself. The jaw clacks into place and lifts up and stares at you with this sort of faint white glow in the empty eye sockets and just looks at you. Who were you, Torin? I was Long Walker Kowar. <clears throat> we wish to give you your final rest. Is there any request that you would have. Burn my body at Thunder Bluff. Are there any that you would wish for us to inform? My high chieftain, Cairn Bloodhoof. Tell him I died performing my duty. Indeed. I will see that this is done. Yeah, one more. Technically two more. Because uh, I, I asked who more. he was, I asked... <laughs> yes, you asked for you, you have two more. How he wished, yeah. um, and I asked who wished to be informed. Um, when did you die? During the construction of Orgrimmar. It's been a construction. Bit. That's yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. a while. It's been a few years. Yeah. Huh. Well, why was he here? <clears throat> yeah, one more question. <clears throat> What did you do here? I kept watch and scouted the land for dangers to the building city. And with the fifth question asked, the breath that was offering the skeleton the chance to answer questions fades, and the corpse slumps back into the position it was seated in. Hmm. Cannot be used again for ten days. 
Alrighty then. Well, I suppose we have to. I suppose I should be going off to Thunder Bluff at some point. I will join you for that. If you don't nods. I suppose from a logistics standpoint, it'd be best to get this out of the way as soon as possible, so may as well leave sooner rather than later. Is there anything else that's... Is there any of the, the paperwork or whatever that would need to be returned at this point? You've handled most of it. It'll be filed soon. It seems like everything's mostly in order. How far is Thunder Bluff? I'd be a good... Week or two to ride, but there's a zeppelin that flies between Orgrimmar and Thunder Bluff regularly that takes maybe eight hours. Is there uh, one of the teleport stations there? Uh, yeah, you can you can get a portal between um, Orgrimmar and Thunder Bluff. That's just more expensive. Um, I'm sure if we talked with someone, we could work out some kind of a way to travel. For a little less money, considering the fact that this is just to, you know, give a body its final rest. I imagine if we talked to a shaman or something, we could work something out there. How much would it be to get, to get there? Um... Probably be about a um, hundred to one hundred and fifty gold for the use of a portal, whereas for a zeppelin it would probably be five, maybe ten for the trip to to Thunder Bluff. <laughs> we should speak with a shaman first, I think. If they have some sort of way already of moving bodies over there, then I imagine it would be best to go with that. Also, I know that there's a certain reputation about goblins and all that, but I still think they would be slightly suspicious of us just randomly bringing a dead body onto a zeppelin. Just saying. Yeah. I mean... May they may not. You probably wouldn't have to hide the fact that you were carrying a body for last rites. I mean, yes. I mean, do we really want to go on a zeppelin? The horde, the horde as a, as a nation sort of respects like that. Yeah, I'm just wondering as far as I transporting a body for last rites. Keep, if there's keep any, the building. The horde is not a bureaucracy. There's not going to be a whole lot of paperwork that gets in your way with transporting a body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the only stuff they need confirmation in paperwork stuff is, is stuff that affects the city or the nation as a whole. Like, I need to dig large tunnels through our defensive wall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all we can go on. 
go off and do that then. Now we're doing it for that. Cool. And the Zeppelin, you said, would take a couple... About eight hours for a trip. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a plane flight. Yeah, yeah. We can go ahead and do that. Hopefully we won't... We won't really need everyone coming along for that, I don't think. Probably not. I'm staying here. Yeah. The so, troll's not getting on his Zeppelin. Yeah. So yeah, Brick and I will go ahead and... <coughs> I will foster relationships with uh, Scorpion. So most, most of you take a day of rest here. Sort of start getting things set. Anyone want to go shopping for, like, furniture and stuff? Because this, this fortress is pretty barren. Before we go, I'm going to set up a signal of transportation. She wants to talk about Just, just, uh, a, just the, just not, not the permanent one, just the uh, ray of the... Uh, what I'm not picking out Channing with uh, you, babe. Ten? Ten? Do I have that yet? I think you might be one level short. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. No, she's going to ask That'll be um, next level. Yeah. Is it possible? So never mind about that. To knock down, like, one of the walls between, like, two rooms <laughs> to make one make giant room. Giant room for this giant so his name was Longstrider something. I forget what it was. Uh, Longstrider. Uh, I want to fix up the outside. Longstrider Co-op. Before we go into major construction, I want to take the largest room. <laughs> there isn't one. I'm going to make it. You, 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 can, you can scratch the walls down a little bit on, on on one side, so it's a little bit. So the interior is about an eighth of an inch. Why? You start sanding it down. <laughs> there is, there is an orc here who's proficient with stonemason's tools. <laughs> if you want, so. <laughs> Well, they're concerned about that sort of stuff. Um, and also, before we leave as well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just run the gamut of t- detection on these ruins just in case. Did you just so, say gamut? Yes. <laughs> the gamut. The gamut? The gamut. You know who I'm related to. I'm related to you. I'm related to Taylor. I can't pronounce things. That's fine. I'm just I'm making sure you're aware. Gamut. I run the gamut of detection, so detect good and evil, detect poison, detect magic. Are there any weird magical anomalies? Is there any weird evil? Yeah, there's no good and evil here. There's no magic. Um, I'm sure detect poison gets me a lot. Yeah, like you you detect poison and, oh, down below the floorboards, scorpions. (laughs) Though it doesn't go through a whole lot of earth, but I imagine one's closer to the surface. Yeah, when you you look down at, like, where the tunnels are at, like, where the scorpions have their burrow, and just like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, there's poison down there. Cool. Just making sure so that I'll, you know, leave the party and suddenly they get attacked by positive evil spirits. <laughs> no. Yep, next level exactly. Exactly next level, yeah. And you do not get to judge grammar. Oh no, absolutely get to judge grammar. Yes. No, you don't get to judge pronunciation after earlier today. Did you bring the Chopstick, Austin. I meant to say chopstick. I'll leave the floor plans. So you're basically... Do you have any chopstick in this car? <laughs> oh, I'm in chapstick. <laughs> um, so how much land do we have around this building? Uh, it all comes with the, basically, from the edge of the, uh, fun, from the edge of the Thunder Ridge to the, where it meets the edge of the South Fury, um, for about uh, 100 feet out from the back of the fortress, so you've got a good, like, acre or two, basically. How's the soil? It's the it's dry. duratar. It's dry. It's clay. 
We what grow. grows around uh, here? Brush. Aloe. <laughs> Aloe, cacti. Um, succulents. Oh, yeah, well, barrel cactus. Huh? Cactus <laughs> apples are a regular fruit. Uh, like, cactus apple surprise is a pretty common yeah. dessert. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, deserts are my, my favorite terrain, so I would definitely know what sort of... Yeah, but... It's, it's mostly succulents and shrubs. <gasps> oh, what's that stuff they, they uh, in Mexico... It's a kind of succulent. It has the the real the, the needle on the end of the, the leaves. They make a lot of alcohol out of it. And they, Agave? It, is it that? It? But in, in, and then the the needles they, they use for sewing because it's it it has natural fibers connected through the leaf, and you can actually strip them and make stuff with those. If we can grow a bunch of that stuff. That sounds very thematically fitting for me at very least. I mean, yeah, because I mean, it, I mean, we've we've got some room. It's just for making. Um, yeah. yeah how got... close are we to the lake? Uh, or is that the other side? Probably <laughs> about. Uh, it's probably a five six minute walk from the edge of the fortress to the lake. Okay, so it's not close enough that we could do any sort of elaborate watering system. So we would definitely have to plant. Sure, we could. It'd just be elaborate. Okay, we're gonna a make five a, to no, six minute we... walk. That's about <laughs> half a mile. No, but we could make a. Um... I got I got a sigil for that. Oh, you, you got a sigil. What? A what? Cleansing. What does it do? This rune is, must be placed upon a piece of stone or wood that is native to the area that is affected by by the rune, and that stone or wood must be buried. When empowered, the wave of positive energy bursts out from, and restores the land and improves crop productivity. It says restores the so it improves oh, the productivity. It doesn't. Rest, it, there's nothing to restore. The land was always like this, right? Yeah, oh, generally. Yeah. But it would increase pro, increase crop crop productivity. Yes. Yes. So it would make cactuses grow better, but you wouldn't spontaneously be able to, you know, grow an orchard. Yeah. So I'm going to create an array of plants to feed, not only to feed an array of creatures, but to foster wildlife. Mm. Um, you know my thing, I mean, collecting seeds and plants. Um, one of those weird scarlet leaf trees, do I feel like that would grow here? Probably not. Okay. You might be able to make it grow, but it probably wouldn't grow naturally. Alright, and given my nature style, I'm going to do much more of the set the brush under the large plants type thing rather than trying to foster a manicured garden. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, you ever seen the, the, the Native American the and the North American areas where they would do the they would grow squash bushes under the corn because the corn would raise above it and the, the squash bushes and the beans below it would simultaneously release uh, nutrients, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just arranged so that the plants work well together. And uh, that's a 15 nature check. Yeah, you, you manage to like plant some seeds. It'll take some work. It'll take Obviously, it'll take work and time. But, but right, my concern as who I am is, if we're going to survive here, we need to make sure we have easy access to food, water. Um, how difficult would it be to... Is the lake the nearest access to water we have? Uh, the South Fury River is probably... It's a little bit longer of a walk, but you're more likely to have access to good water rather than stagnant water that's been saved. Right, cool. Yeah. Um, how, how far hard would it be to build a channel? South Fury River is probably about a mile from the, from the fortress. You've got, you've got a couple of acres of land. Right, yeah. And it's, it's at the edge of it, because the South Fury River is the, is the marker of the end of your territory going west. Okay. So if... So we can. Could, could we use this coda we've got? Well, could I could I arrange to make a channel to get running water to the? Not 
Like, you know, I'm not talking anything crazy. I'm not talking a full aqueduct. I'm just talking about... Well, we could could actually do an aqueduct in a couple of days. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. This is the troll. I want to make sure we have access to water. Yeah, you can can dig a ditch that'll drain some water a little bit closer so you can... Yeah. I'm diverting a small stream. We can... If the if the goblin wants to improve it, that's fine. So yes, that is my day while they're delivering the corpse. I'm going to be farming and doing that, as well as making sure the animals are accustomed, and I'm going to make sure before uh, at about 24 hours later to fish another one of those beasts from the lake for the scorpionox. What do you got up your sleeve? Um... I gotta figure out that heart thing first. Though. Is that still uh, electrical? I mean, electric charged? If yeah, I it's, it's got a little bit of leather. I'm just gonna yeah. uh, roll me an engineering check with your intelligence. Uh, engineering is that one, right? Yes. Okay. No. Um, twenty-four. Uh, if you can find a way to preserve this, it'll continue to maintain a low-level charge. Um, which won't be enough to power anything big, but could serve to power like a small device or just charge small batteries over like over time. Over time. Um, but uh, if you don't figure out how to preserve this within the next week or so, it'll probably go dead. Okay. Now that it's not in a salt water right. submersion. So create a salt water submersion? <laughs> salt water heart batteries? Yeah, I don't know about batteries. Um, so, actually, I could build a battery out of. I need to get some copper and some. Um, that is that is a that is something that you will have to worry about though. Is the south what the South Fury River runs fresh, but the water that sits along this clay will pick up a good deal of salt. Right, yeah. That's the other reason for having tubes and pipes. Because it's red clay with a nice white dusting. It's sort of like the uh, the 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 uh, the last Jedi moment of the mm. look sir. Salt. So, what were you saying? I needed to do sand down the wall? <laughs> you can ask, you can ask <laughs> Garrick to knock the wall down for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like he's yeah, But we only have so many rooms. We, we I don't think Garrick is going to go along. How, how many six rooms? Six people. There are eight rooms eight on the fourth floor. On the fourth floor. Okay, there are, six there are just six of us. He, he can make it seven rooms if you so but desire. We need, we need to have two. I feel like it wouldn't take too much to convince him. Okay, she'll <laughs> convince Garrett to help her. Just roll me a persuasion check, just to see. She wants to be alone. <clears throat> that's leaning. I would say if she just does. Uh, that's worse. If that's a load-bearing yeah. wall, I will laugh. Two? And by I will Good. laugh, I mean I'll laugh when I get back. You roll the natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, let me get see what I can do. And would it be easier to just make a door between the two? Yeah, but if she wants the wall knocked down, she can have the wall knocked down. What if it's load bearing though? 
He, he's, he's proficient in masonry. He knows how to knock down a non-load-bearing wall. And he knows how to check if the wall is load-bearing. Mm. Yeah, one of, the, one of the rooms has a wall between them that's not load-bearing. It's just a division, so he can just go ahead and rip the wall down for you. He also just wants to annoy Leaf by having the biggest room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see murderous Shiana is stepped out and petty Shiana has stepped in. Uh-huh. She's still but she murdered out of pettiness. <laughs> Yes, and she just murdered that wall. Yeah. Garrick did it. So that'll, that'll, be, that'll be Garrick's activity for the days, knocking down the wall and clearing it out. And meanwhile, I'll be building up other walls, other places. <laughs> He's going to work on uh, shoring up the building shoring and repairing. Buildings and stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. So, you guys have your eight hours of flight across. Yeah, I guess if we knock the wall down properly, we can reuse the bricks somewhere else. Oh, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, he makes sure, he's, he's got that in mind. He makes yeah. sure to conserve any of the materials that he takes down from the wall so that he See can use them for repairing stuff as And I have a giant room. See it in a positive light. I have a giant room. <laughs> Seeing it in a positive light is becoming very difficult. And you're the second smallest in the group. Um, so, uh, the... Um, no, she's bigger than Leaf. Shorter, but bigger. I'm not. Yeah, but you <laughs> We probably weigh very similar amounts because she's you have, part. you know, actual muscle mass, <laughs> but you're shorter. And also you're missing an arm. Yeah. So that's new. That's probably only about 15 pounds or so. Yeah. So probably similar. Um, but yeah, you, you guys have your eight hour trip and for once, smooth sailing. Nice winds, open sky. Yeah, the troll's not on board. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You're able you're able to just sit back and enjoy the wind as the as the Zeppelin cuts across the sky towards Thunder Bluff. I believe this yeah. is where Garrick would say that the spirits are being respectful. Yes. <laughs> he would say that, wouldn't he? I don't mind. Honestly, I'm gl- I'm just glad the curse at the very least isn't attached to me. <laughs> might just be the troll. <laughs> Indeed, it might be invisible voice in the sky. <laughs> I have been chosen by the big metal hand in the sky. <laughs> it's the Warcraft 3 joke. Sorry, I'm the one who gets that. Yes, just in case. Do you, is there any like loose, like uh, anything that I can use with the? Uh, yes, pick one? if you really need to, there are stuff that you can grab and use to glyph of falling. Glyph of safe Okay, first I could commune with the light. Then I learned to commune with the spirits. Now I commune with the DM. Ultimate <laughs> <laughs> power. The, uh, the 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 control indicator for the human player in in Warcraft Three was just a metal gauntlet. Yeah. So if you yeah, clicked yeah. on the paladin enough times, he would say, "I have been chosen by the big metal hand in the sky." <laughs> um. So. Uh. Which is hilarious because the orc indicator was a severed orc hand, like with the bloody stump and everything. You know, like, <laughs> nice. Um, so, um, at, at the end of the eight hours, it's it's approaching sundown, and your zeppelin comes into sight of Thunder Bluff. Is Karen Bloodhoof still the leader of? Let That's a 19 on the dot. That's a 25. 
Uh, Karen Bloodhub is dead. Yeah. Uh, Karen Bloodhub was killed in Makura by Garrosh Hellscream. Um, That's right. And his son, Bane, is now the High Chieftain of the, of the Torin. So Bane Bloodhub? Yeah. I guess I'll inform him. Somehow. Or we can... Oh no. Would your... Would that spell you used work on it? Even if there have already been... Sent? You're pretty certain that Karen was cremated, so yes. he doesn't have a body left to... <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought. He definitely doesn't have a mouth at this point. Uh, right. you, 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 the Zeppelin approaches Thunder Bluff, and this is your first view of the city, of the Torrin. You used to live here, so you're familiar. Um, Thunder Bluff is a series of three massive mesas that rise a couple hundred feet into the sky that have the, the these stone mesas have like a flat top that have been that is green with trees and grass and these massive rope bridges connect them from these huge long houses that are set up between them there are gigantic <laughs> lifts on either side of the main of the central mesa um, that uh, lead from the top of the mesas down um, and the, the the three rises are um, the there's the central mesa, which is separate, which is divided into the lower, <laughs> middle, and high rise. Um, sorry, there there are four mesas. There's the central mesa, elder rise, which is where most of the the elders and the the um, the the, the um, civilians, like a lot of the elderly Torin, and a lot of the ritualism, uh, a lot of the government takes place in elder rise. Uh, Hunter Rise is where a lot of the 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 game, a lot of the marketplace, um, like the Central Mesa is mostly where all like the main marketplace is, but the Hunter Rise is where a lot of the skinning, the tanning, the craftsmanship takes place. Uh, Spirit Rise is where all of the shamanism takes place. You know, it's where the pools of vision are, uh, where some Forsaken commune with the with the Torin and have a, have a portal system set up beneath Spirit Rise, uh, and. Uh, the pools of vision again. It's, it's a small um, cave full of fungus and uh, materials and pools um, that are used for that the Torin use for meditation and for vision quests and and um, sort of the 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 act materials to induce visions uh, and the Forsaken use to sort of maintain a nice dark damp atmosphere that they can be comfortable in and maintain the portal network for Thunder Bluff. Um, you know that uh, Elder Rise would be where you would find the High Chieftain's um, longhouse. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but the the Zeppelin, uh, the, the Central Mesa is the largest of the four, uh, and that's where the, the massive Torin totem-shaped tower that sort of connects all three mesas is at, um, or all three of the other mesas, because the, the the central tower is the the basically the central post for all three of the massive road bridges that connect to the other four, um, and then there's there's like a longhouse at the edge of the mesa to connect as well, but this is where like most of the ropes tie up to keep it stable, um, and um, it, you connect here and there. The lower, middle, and high rise. The the central mesa is divided on three levels, which is the primary purpose of the tower is to connect all three of those rises. 
Um, and it emerges and drops you off by the uh, the Zeppelin Tower is right next to that giant, that, that central pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you emerge onto Thunder Bluff. Welcome to Thunder Bluff, please. It's a beautiful sight. Like, the, the Mesa looks over Mulgore, which is a green grassland um, with the very sparse but still definitely present tree life. Um, and it's just like this sort of giant overview. You've, there's plenty of wind to blow your hair, and the view is breathtaking as you can see out way into the distance from the top of the mesa. Man, all these plateaus make me want to have a paraglider. <laughs> but... This is before pleasure. <laughs> yes. Might be able to find one in your eyes. I think I'll an interesting that. idea, but an idea for later. <laughs> I think I'll leave you to that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so where would I? You'd want to be looking for Elder Rise, probably, to find yeah. the High Chieftain's Longhouse. I suppose we'll be heading off to Elder Rise then. Mm-hmm. Is there leading there then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the the Elder Council, you know, is the the ruling council of the Earth and Rain. Um, so, in, and also where uh, the Scenarian Circle tends to gather. So you would typically either find. Tauren leaders at Elder Rise, or potentially um, yeah, uh, or on the high rise um, of the Central Mesa. Mm-hmm. Um, roll me a history check. Bridge. To see if you know exactly where the High Chieftain's home is at. History? Yeah. It's on one of those two places, so... Not my best, but... It's not a high DC, you used to live here. Uh, nine. Nine, that's good enough. That's, you need to roll higher than five. Okay. Um, the, the High Chieftain's hut is actually, the High Chieftain's Longhouse is actually on the high rise. Oh. The Elder Rise is where you'll find most of the Scenarian Circle and the, um, and the Earthen Ring. Um, but fortunately, you're near the high rise. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's right where the, the, the Windrider Roost and the Zeppelin drop off. Looks like we're heading to the high rise leaf. Follow me. Snap your part from here. Pencil. And I'll we'll start heading that way. Mm-hmm. You you head down the, the steps of the of the Zeppelin Tower to the high rise. Um, and you are greeted with a, a sort of a large, um, open courtyard-style area. There's, um, there's a huge sort of central auditorium, open air, sort of like this small uh, <coughs> hole, like a small, very, very slight pit that has been dug into the ground of the central area with sort of like halves of logs that have been set out along the outside to serve as sort of seating for an auditorium environment. 
um, with a few totems that have been set off to the side to sort of mark the area. And there's a variety of different small huts that have been set here for different purposes. And then directly across from the tower is the sort of very large, very wide longhouse that you can only assume is the, the, the home of the High Chieftain. Mm-hmm. Presumably you would go to look Yeah, there. go make our way over there. Yeah. Just kind of carrying a bag between two of us. <laughs> so, you, uh, beast. Make your way into, um, the High Chieftain's, uh, longhouse and as you, as you approach, there are a pair of um, Torin guards who are standing outside the door uh, with a pair of halberds uh, who, not aggressively, just sort of raise hands and indicate um, I speak Tarahi. It's, it's a greeting. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Tarahi greeting. Um, and it's it, it, it translates to, may the days ahead be guided by the elders of long ago. It's a very long and fanciful re- It's a greeting and a war cry at times. Yes. Um, but it, it's sort of the, the pleasant hail and well met of the, of the Torin. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and mirror it back, I guess. Um, and again, in, uh, Tarahi. We were hoping to speak with, or perhaps inform, uh, would it just be High Chief? Or the High Chief. High Chief? <laughs> to possibly inform the High Chief. It was the, as according, as in accordance with the last will of one Longstrider Koa. Hmm. Very well. The High Chieftain is in talks at the moment. We can wait. I will alert you when he is available. Thank you. He indicates to a spot over to the side where there are some benches that you can sit and wait on. We go ahead and wait. A few, like, 10, 15 minutes pass, and another Torin, um, a black-furred Torin, uh, wearing the, the garb of a shaman, um, sort of steps out and sort of looks up at the sky for a minute. Doesn't seem to find what he's looking for there, shakes his head and continues walking. And the, the other Torin sort of looks inside and mutters something. What was his expression like? Did he seem frustrated or...? Mildly. Not like angry frustrated, but like this isn't what I was looking for and I'm kind of hoping for something else frustrated. The typical expression of someone who just came out of talk with a government official, basically. Mm. <laughs> um, but the, uh, he, the, the guard kind of looks in, mutters something, gets an affirmative, turns back around, nods to the two of you and waves you over. Do you want to walk up? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you step through, um, and inside uh, you find sort of sitting cross-legged on an animal skin, uh, is a relatively young-looking Torin, all things considered. Um, 
He has the sort of the youthful face of someone who has not seen too many years. His horns sort of reach out and curve gently to the front. They are black in coloration. The rest of his fur is brown with some faint spots of, of white. Um, he wears the, the, the totems of the chieftain that sort of curve up and out from his, from his back that, in, that are worn by the chieftain of the Bloodhoof tribe. Uh, along with the feathered headdress that sort of reaches up and back. Um, there is sort of a, uh, a heavy mace on his, on his left side that looks to be not of Tauren make, but rather of Dwarven, if you, t- if you had to take a guess. Um, along with a large heavy belt with like the symbol of the horn and fur outline uh, with these leather bracers and breeches as he looks up. Ah. Oh. I greet the two of you. I am Bane. I was told you wished to speak with me. Yes. About, I sort of indicate to the body that we have to inform you of the passing of one Longstrider Koa. His death was long ago and only just recently discovered, but... Ah. It was many years ago. I was barely more than a cub when Longstrider Koa was last heard from. Then you knew him, or at least of him? I knew of him, as a chieftain and a chieftain's son must know all of the Longstriders. Indeed. His body was found at Spike Ridge Fort. Evidently, he was there during the construction of Ogremar. A strange place to find his body. The fort was occupied until long after the construction was completed. One would think a body would have been found before then. Hmm. Well, how you how he died when you had that spell up, did you? He said he died performing his. He simply informed that he died performing his duty, but of course, as often is with speaking with the spirits of such nature, the answer was somewhat vague. The fort has since then fallen into heavy disrepair. Many scorpions have taken up residence there, so it is unclear exactly what may have happened. I wonder about these circumstances. Still, it is good that you have brought him to us so that he may be properly burned and given last rites, as is appropriate to one of our tribe. Indeed. And if there are any that's you would wish for us to inform, or as I, you would inform. I will see to the information, I will see to the notification of his remaining kin. Now, Spike Ridge Fort itself has recently come under the ownership of our guild, and that is why we found Longstrider Koa. And 
should you wish for any investigation to be done as to perhaps how he may have died, then we would be more than willing to comply with that. Any information you may glean would be appreciated. And will be given as soon as we may be able to find it. I offer my thanks and the gratitude of the Torin people to know that one of our own was left so long without proper last rites and burning is a great dishonor. But one that's maybe atoned for now. Indeed. The hospitality of Thunder Bluff is yours should you require it for the evening, my friends. I can't imagine we'd be staying too long, but it is indeed a beautiful city. One that I would very much like to see. You are welcome to it. Enjoy the winds of the mesas. Take some time, some meal, some drink before you depart. Thank you. I will, at the very least, see to it that you are given food and water for your trouble. It will be appreciated. Very well. Go ahead and give a farewell for Torahi, whenever that may come out to be. Yep. It's, um... But another one that is also a greeting is Beashu Shaman, which is so it will um, serves as both greeting and departure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the two of you depart uh, and are led by one of the guards to a place where you can get food and drink at the expenses paid for uh, for you mm-hmm. in exchange for your service. I go ahead and try something uniquely torn, something that I haven't seen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Anything you're doing? Uh, slug tea. Because <laughs> the bulls will drink that. I actually kind of like the corn silk tea. I didn't like it. I mean, it. hey, if you want that. <laughs> uh, I'll get... Uh, it's like drinking bland popcorn. But in the best possible way. I think I'll join him with uh, something very traditionally foreign, just since it's not something that I normally get, I guess. Um, around around Orgrimmar, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, for all times. <coughs> yeah. For all times, yeah. Um, get, get a little taste of home. Well, the... Uh, there's a variety of different um, alcohols that the Torin that the Torin brew. Um they are um well they're well known for their sort of um berry and herbal ales. Um but uh aside aside from that they also um have a pretty solid record of mixing um sort of milk and eggs with alcohol. They make a very solid nog. Um um, uh, there's, aside from that, um, as far as food goes, they, 
their meat. Um, they tend to subsist rather well on um, plain strider, which is a very sort of very gamey poultry. Um, that can that they are very good at preparing with a variety of herbs and spices. Oh yeah, Rand one doesn't throw it into a river. <laughs> um, they they do some very good seasoning of poultry uh, with the variety of herbs and spices that they grow unique to Mulgore and Thunderbluff, um, uh, and they can. Well, along with those, they can make a very smoky uh, sort of dark ale that's very good with like Thunderbloom Bulb, um, which provides a, a very nice sort of um, a woody aftertaste that is pleasant. It's every, everything the Torrin make is designed to be serene and pleasing. It, it's its strength is always subtle. If it's got if it's got a lot of alcohol in it, it doesn't kick you. It's just very smooth and warms the body mm -hmm. as, you, as it goes down. It, it lays you down to bed rather than knocking you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it cradles you for a bit and then... <laughs> yeah, very gently sets you down with a kiss on the cheek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting analogy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get some nice drinks and nice food. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anything else you wish to see Luke, before we depart back? Well, whatever interesting sights there are to see, not every day I have a, an excuse to see a new place. Lead on. Okay. Alright, then, uh, what would be a good place? Well, um, there's a variety, um, you imagine Something that... Something uh, that Leaf would like. He might enjoy a uh, look at the pools of vision, honestly. Ooh, that there. sounds fancy. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you, um, you, you take him over to Spirit Rise, and then there's, there's a small, like, um, curving walkway that curves around the outside of the rise and drops down beneath the floor of the mesa and then leads to a cave that's in the side of the of the mesa wall. Um, I sort of, as we're traveling, do that, do what I do occasionally where I'll just sort of tranquilly sort of embrace the holy light and sort of see how the spirits react to it and how how they sort of see me and sort of observe them observing me, sort of. Um, roll me a wisdom check. Just raw spirit check. Raw spirit check? Yep. 20. 20. The spirits here are calm and easy, <clears throat> as the Torrin themselves are. The land here is at peace more than most and you sort of get this calm observation of the spirits watching one who is familiar with the light, which is something that they have seen before, even if it is not common here. Hmm. Um, and you get the sense that the light in whatever form is still found here in Thunderbluff, even if they don't call it by the same name as you might. Do I feel like there's 
probably more of a presence here than, say, in Ogremar? Almost certainly. Because hmm. other than the Tauren, who... What kind of races frequent around here? Uh, Torrin and Forsaken are the two races that are around uh, Thunder Bluff the most. <laughs> uh, the Horde races, probably only the Blood Elves are... Would, would practice the light as you know it, yeah. Yeah. But the Forsaken would also occasionally... Occasionally? Even if it... Partial? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a common practice among the Forsaken anymore. Yeah. Interesting. But... As he as he leads you down, he leads you into this cave in the side of the mesa of of uh, Spirit Rise, uh, and you find yourself stepping into a uh, a cave that would be dark, except it's got this sort of like teal, blue, greenish, faint light to the interior. And as you step inside, you see that that light is sort of rising from these. Placid pools that mark the interior of the of the of this cavern. There's like a wooden plank bridge that's been set from the entrance to cross over one of the main pools. And as you look around, you can see this faint mist of teal blue green and this faint light emerging from the waters. As you see, all around these waters, there are a variety of large mushrooms that are that are growing around the area, and you can see. Not only a couple of tauren, but mostly a large number of forsaken, sort of wandering, tending to the mushrooms, tending the pools, um, and occasionally a tauren shaman will walk through, sort of gather a handful of mushrooms, or sit in front and commune in front of the pools of vision. It's a very serene place, and it doesn't have that sense of darkness that you typically associate with places like Undercity. Um, it's definitely dark and damp, but it's more of a comforting sense rather than a oppressive or unnatural sense of darkness. <laughs> so it's more so a place where the Forsaken would go to sort of feel the tranquility of life rather than reveling in the advantages of undeath. Sort of. It's sort of a tranquil place that lies between life and death, because all that grows here is fungus, and there's the, the placid waters of the pool that are still, but not stagnant. Um, the, the, this, this place is about as still as life gets. Looking at the pools, like just seeing the spirits or... Perhaps you mentioned more of the presence of the light. What kind of a vibe am I getting from the pools just in general? Uh, the pools of vision are a place, as far as you can tell, they're a place of communion of whatever sort. This is a place where it is possible to open the mind to see whatever it is that you wish to commune with. The light, the spirits, Potentially a warlock could come here and have easier communion with the with the burning legion and spirits of the twisting nether, but you imagine they wouldn't be the most welcome here. Yeah, I imagine it wouldn't really jive with their whole aesthetic of burning the world and all. Mm-hmm. But this this place appears to be a place of communion. Hmm. So what do you think, Leaf? I think it's a bit of a shame that we couldn't have set up a guild hall closer to this. <laughs> I sort of... So you said it's mostly Forsaken? 
Yeah, there's there's a handful of Taurine, but this is the heaviest concentration of Forsaken in Thunderbluff. Hmm. I sort of just take a little bit of time meditating to sort of focus a bit more on that sensation generally as well, because I've seen a lot of places that are, you know, strong with the lights and a lot of places that are strong with the spirits, but never both. So I'm going to try to focus into a little bit more on how those feel together, basically. And as you as you focus on that, and as you sort of open your senses to the area around you, um, you look around and eventually everything that you're seeing begins to fade away as you begin to experience a vision. And that's where we're going to end for the week. Oh boy. Say goodbye, everybody. Farewell. Bye. Bye.